I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Isotope by Native Instruments have been at the heart of great production tools and performance plugins for a long, long time now. They've helped guitar nerds to sound crisp and polished no matter how bad Matt's mic technique is for almost a decade. And they can and should be a part of your home recording setup too. Isotope have just released Ozone 11, the most advanced mastering software you can possibly get your hands on. Ozone 11 includes AI-assisted software that can listen to your mixes and make suggestions on a final mix. Honestly, it's been years since I've so much as touched an EQ fader. I just let Ozone do the work and I have a pro quality mastered podcast in minutes. Ozone Elements is as little as 49 bucks. And don't forget, you get 10% off all Isotope and Native Instruments plugins with discount code NERDS10. Matt. Joe. A man who runs behind a car will get exhausted. But a man who runs in front of a car will get tired. Oh. Hello and welcome, welcome, dear listener, to a bumper-length, super-duper exclusive episode of the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello, Mr. Joe. Hello, Mr. Matt. Yes, we are back. Hello, dear listener. This is, of course, the Guitar Summit Roundup episode. Matt and I are back from Germany, from Mannheim in Germany, where we have been for this year's 2023's Guitar Summit. It's the new guitar show on the block. We've lost Music Mesa over here in Europe, dear listener. Um, And Guitar Summit's kind of filling those shoes really well. Yeah, I don't actually know when it started. Um, I definitely went there in, what, 2019? Right. Bit of a break because of the old COVID. And then, uh, yeah, it seems to be back in full force. It was just, it was great to see. It was so busy. I think I heard they sold out tickets for every single day. Um, Like three weeks in advance as well, which is unheard of for a guitar show how did this year 2023 compared to 2019 because i've only been this year and last year and they were both very similar last year definitely a bit more muted you know we were still everything was still kind of picking up isn't it Mm, like post pandemic mm, and i mm. think especially as it's such an international festival people are coming from loads of different countries it's not like nam where you know most people i know nam's very international but most people at nam 
are Americans, whereas this was lots of people coming from all over the place. So there were different travel restrictions and things like that. But this year, absolutely rammed. Anyway, my, my question absolutely. was was 2019. Was it, was it similar? I think, you know, so 2019, I went with a brand. So we had a booth. And I think the problem was that year that they tried to do an effects only area which was like on the third the very top floor yes and it was quite new people didn't know it was there so no one went there right yeah <laughs> uh, which that basically, third floor is a long way away from the from the rest of the floors yeah so it basically meant that if we sort of got overlooked or it was the last thing in people's itinerary i guess so this year every brand booth there's no like it's not like now where you've got drum and piano and stuff like that because it's all guitars but all brands were mixed together just depending on the spot that they got so you know for people who have never been it is basically like the where well, it's the biggest guitar show in europe so purely guitar focused four floors a basement with just amps in, then three other floors of acoustics, electrics, bases, boutique companies, uh, accessories, amplifiers, but it's totally silent. So all the booths have to have some sort of demo set up on headphones. Um, and some then of them had isolated booths as some well. Some of them did have isolated booths. And then there's also five stages, and those stages were either like small areas with... Um, kind of like a silent disco style setup with headphones or an actual music stage that had bands or artists performing. And on top of that, I think there was two rooms for masterclasses. So people like Yvette Young, Martin Miller, Greg Cock, they all had masterclasses on as well, which you had to pay for. But those masterclasses were basically like 25 people and the artist. And it was really focused on like them teaching you stuff basically so it's really packed and all the music and all of the shows on individual stages is totally free it all comes as part of the ticket um so really really feature packed really great three days i mean we walked around for three days and i mean we saw it all but to actually get deeply involved in everything and talk to everyone we probably did about 60 percent 50% maybe and the problem is you get you can't it's hard to do it all in that time span as well just even if you had the time you just get Mm. you get shattered walking around you have a lot of conversations yeah (laughs) and you need to wear comfy shoes yeah and uh and of course you know for us joe we know many people so you have many lengthy conversations you know lots of people want you to try stuff and talk about stuff um so you end up yeah, just feeling absolutely knackered. And the food is very basic. You can oh, the have food's terrible. A sausage. There. You can have <laughs> some falafel. You can have a piece of pork, you know, yeah. all in a bread roll. <laughs> and, uh, um, and bottles of water uh, were four euros. <laughs> yeah, somehow bottles of water are more than bottles of Coca-Cola. Uh, or beer. Um, the beers were two euros. So I just switched to beer. Um, yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, apart from that, um i would say overall really good really yeah. really good really busy great to see it so busy great to see a show with so much variation absolutely um, i got to see a vet young perform i got to see a vet young's masterclass, and i got to see a masterclass slash performance with ian allison as well so i, I was pretty chuffed i got to see such like outside of actually 
trying stuff out, talking to all our friends, demoing new things, actually getting to see some great quality mm. music as well. I, 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 it is the best guitar show I think I've ever been to, or, or at least the most amount of fun I've had at a guitar show I think ever. It was I think just really there being more stuff makes it, you know, Birmingham is great, but and I, I know it's moved to a new venue, but there is just a wider range of like European influence there and loads of other stuff because there's yeah. probably 300 booths. Uh, and there's a lot more real high-end boutique stuff as well. Well, um, I mean, that's one thing. We're going to – so the way this is going to work, dear listener, is Matt and I have put different brands that we saw into different categories, and we're going to run through those categories. We'll yes. do like best in show, best accessory, et cetera, et cetera. I'll read the categories out shortly. Um, but before we do that, I, I just wanted to address the fact that, Matt, like we, we started to say it a bit on the second day, but – European boutique gear is well expensive, like pricier, <laughs> pricier. That we like, w- did we see a guitar for less than three thousand? Well, we did, and we, we will, we will oh, come yes, to that. Yes, we did. Yeah, we will come to that. Um, yeah. but, but it was, it was so yeah. like you know, you walk around something like Birmingham or or any of the you know the Birmingham Guitar Show or. Well, actually, yeah, the Birmingham Guitar Show. <laughs> the Birmingham <laughs> Guitar Show, yeah. <laughs> you, you walk around that and you see all these great sort of British luthiers, and I think it's that trend that companies like Fidelity and Trent kind of started, which is boutique manufacturers trying to get a guitar down to under two grand, or at least around the two grand mark. Mm. And it means because they're trying to get so low, even if you're doing nicer stuff, you tend to be around the two and a half, maybe just on the three mark. But 90% of the stuff we were seeing Matt was was it is different style I understand they go for a more a, a, a more attention to detail thing There's than maybe more- a lot of British luthiers I get that but we'd we'd get to that point of conversation where I'm looking at a guitar that's not that much different from some of the UK things and be like and where does this start and they'd be like 5000 euros it starts there I mean, yeah, I think there's a lot more smaller operations that focus solely on we spoke to one brand um, who maybe we'll talk about in the Patreon and because the, the name escapes right now. Really nice chap. And his guitars, I mean, he was like, I pride myself on the wood selection. And I mean, it's just right. like amazing. And he only builds like three guitars a month. Yeah. And it's just like, I sort of get it because you've got to live and you yeah, don't want to just eat sandwiches all day. Um, but I think that's where certainly I would say that Place people like Trent, for example, win out for a kind of no thrills, but still great built guitar. And actually, that was the great thing about Gordon Smith, who were there. Uh, again, you know, that kind of going for that same thing. It's like, okay, we don't have, you know, 5A flame maple necks and crazy tops. And, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about in our best of boutique section. Um, but, you know, some just amazing stuff. And I sort of feel the price is justified, but it makes you realise oh, that actually there is some great stuff out there for not a lot of money as well from a, yeah. Um, yeah. From a standpoint. But, uh, yeah, and as you say, just a lot of really nice people. I must say of kind of the new people that I met, the absolute friendliest was probably Ian Allison. If you don't know the name, you probably would have seen him on his YouTube shorts or with Scott's bass lessons. He is the second bass player of that. And just, man, what a dude. He was just so 
nice and so enthusiastic just a yeah. great guy to speak to so um, yeah his uh, his masterclass was exceptional as well so uh intuitive it's so informative i mean uh mm. just just really good dude and the reason he was there was uh because he was part of the the sort of conglomerate stand which is Saku guitars skippers amps um grouter Gr- audio toaster um, cables toaster cables uh, and you know, they're, and they're always such a wonderful group. They're such a great bunch of people. Mm. And because Ian Allison has a signature model from uh, Vuren Saku Guitars, um, he was there talking about that. That was actually part of his uh, his session. Um, was uh, talking about how he uses that guitar and how versatile it is. How he uses it with effects because he's a, a sort of synth bass player. Um, in uh, one band that he's in and so he was talking about its application towards using it through effects and getting a lot out of it which was really really interesting but i guess we should start our categories we should talk through those so we've got we've got what eight we've got eight categories to to get through we're going to do best in show where we're just going to talk about the thing that was matt and my's favorite thing at the Guitar Summit. We're going to talk about the best accessory. Uh, we're going to talk about the best of boutique, a few brands that we thought were outstanding boutique custom shop guitars. Then we're going to do Matt's picks of the show. We're going to do my picks of the show. We're going to do the craziest things that we saw at the show. And then we've got honourable mentions. And lastly, tiny guitars. Now, this is going to be split throughout this episode and the Patreon, so we're going to see what we get through in this episode. Um, but I guess we start at the beginning, Matt. We start with best in show. We should start with best in show because we've talked about them before, but having now seen them in person, um, I don't know if you saw them at the last when you went last year, Joe. I don't know if that's how you found out about them or. I uh, or actually, it not. was it was a listener um, who pointed uh, them out to me on um, on f- on Facebook, I think, or maybe messaged me when I started looking for a butterscotch uh, Telecaster. Mm. Um, they were pointed out to me then, and I think then we spoke about them on the. Um, I think it might have been Tim. Uh, Natraja, Natrajan, sorry, Tim. That's a terrible pronunciation of your last name. But, um, <laughs> but I think it was I think it was Tim who uh, uh, who pointed them out to me um, right. as an alternative to Offender Custom Shop, and we spoke a bit about them then. But we are actually seeing them in person this time. Mm. Uh, made a big difference. So, uh, do you want to do the big reveal, Joe? <laughs> Best in show. Best in show. We're giving to. Kaufman Guitars, part of the Kaufman Guitar Store from the Netherlands. We thought their stand was absolutely incredible. All the instruments they make, they do incredible S-type, T-type, Les Paul, Les Paul Juniors, and they also do a couple of their own shapes, the Cozy, which is a gorgeous sort of offset, 50s-inspired, all of those things. They're relics, they're custom shop quality, um, and they are very aggressively priced for what you're actually getting. Yeah. The whole team was lovely. They sounded phenomenal. And we yeah. we couldn't have been more blown away with this brand. Absolutely. I think, um, so Kaufman, as you say, are a guitar store in the Netherlands that have their own shop. 
like workshop i think they have two workshops one that does a lot of the bodies and then they also have uh one that puts everything together and you can actually go in there and see your guitar being put together as it were um but for me i guess we had no kind of criteria for best in show it was just sort of like the one that we spoke about the most the one that we kept coming back to i think we went to the stand maybe four times <laughs> I, I went the back there, there after you left I oh did that. you <laughs> yeah. um I think the first thing that won me out, I think probably both of us is the something that you talked about, um, you know, just a few minutes ago, which was price. And so one of the guitars they had there was a Pink Sparkle HSS 63 Strat. Yeah. That was relict. It had their own custom pickups in. It had, you know, great neck profile, great playability, great setup. And, you know, we'd been walking around the show and we'd been trying guitars that were very similar, including a store there that were selling their own Fender, which was selling Fender Custom Shop. You know, average three, six, four, yeah, maybe. Yeah, to four, four and a half. On and some. the Kaufman S model, HSS Pink Sparkle, was 1938 euros. Um. And believable i mean that it was just price of uh an american original fender right yeah now, which is a so quartz on maple neck uh sparkle finish goto um hardware their own custom pickups relict um it was just everything that you would expect they have an ultra thin uh thin uh finish i'm not sure if it's nitro or not uh they age their own hardware they do all their own electronics they wear in the neck you can have different aging levels and that was like that kind of had a bit of everything as a great example and yeah. effectively that, was under two thousand euros <laughs> and is, the, the price was incredible it is nitro i did talk to them about that right okay um the that strat actually uh dear listener i did upload a bunch of pictures in different sort of bunches of of photos onto the guitar nerds group on facebook and that pink sparkle stratcaster is on there along with the other things that we're probably going to talk about now mm. so do go and check them out dear listener if you want to have a look but, at the incredible guitar you can get for indeed that and i mean you know you're thinking okay well i don't want heavy relic i don't want pink sparkle i don't want hss maybe you just want light aging maybe you want a standard more standard s style guitar uh, so for example on the website they've got a 63 s olympic white with just like sort of lacquer checking three single coils same hardware again built and set up by them 1566 euros unbelievable <laughs> um so i mean i i must admit i'm slightly confused because they do say including 0% vat so i don't know if that's something just to do with the yeah, there might be, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe um, you pay that on, on But then again, things. I've just calculated shipping and it just says 1566 euros and 65 euros shipping. You might as well, as I said, get on a Eurostar, go over there and yeah. pick it up <laughs> uh, and enjoy yeah. some time uh, in the Netherlands as well. But not only that, uh, they really did a great version of kind of everything. I mean, you know, yeah. they did, like I said, they did a Les Paul. And I mean, they're. Their kind of Les Paul was, uh, you know, 59 star with a great flame top, aged, every again, everything that you would expect. 3,600 euros, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so their Les Pauls do um, do vary in price a little bit depending on what you want. But yeah, um, the fact that they were doing three thousand, yeah, six hundred euros for a gorgeously aged, um, wonderfully tastefully relict, incredible sounding and playing les paul it was i know that's we're now into pr- very premium price points dear listener but the quality was outstanding the fifth excuse me the 59 junior in tv yellow that they did was absolutely outstanding as well um i was a big fan of that um just you know single cut simple tv yellow black plate and p90 in the bridge with a wrap around it the the relicking was so tasteful the lacquer checking was excellent and again it was a very effective a a very you know a very good price in comparison to what you'll pay through gibson yeah i i you know price is obviously an important factor these days and it wasn't the only factor that kind of got us to this conclusion but i think it's just we were sort of walking around going i don't know why you would buy a custom shop in some right. ways, do you know what I mean? Because you just got so much guitar for the money. Yeah. Um, but playing that strat, I was absolutely blown away. Absolutely, I think it outplayed many other guitars I've I've played um, from various brands, and not just Fender. It felt so genuine. Yeah. Um, and I I said to you, Joe, I was like, you should have waited on your. <laughs> on your telly i was like you should have waited because that would have been in my opinion a much better guitar than what you would have thought yes they bought. had a lovely relict 52 telecaster there nine and a half inch radius though but they said they could do me a 7.25 if i custom ordered one but yes you're, you're absolutely right obviously what well, you know the thing that this comes back to is that I like to, as you do, Matt, buy and sell a lot of guitars. And as soon as you're buying uh, an unknown boutique brand like Kaufman, you're going to lose money on that resale when you come to move it yeah. on, which you don't really on Fenders. Um, so there's, uh, there is that to consider. That is the downside. But the, the quality, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. The fact that I could you know, walk away with a 52 Butterscotch Tele for around 2,000 euros, Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, even, you know, just looking at, um, there's one store in the UK, um, sound effects that have got a few in stock. They've got a co- couple of cozies and they've got a couple of S types, uh, S styles, uh, heavy relic sunburst 1999. So it gives you an idea of the kind of what you might pay in the UK, but still yeah. 1999 compared to what you can buy from <laughs> other brands. Yeah. I think that's still very, very reasonable. Like you say, okay, you might not have the resale value, but I would say, man, definitely if you're based in the UK or in Europe, uh, a, definitely a brand worth considering. Great playability, great setup, great specs. High quality, nothing skimped on in terms of design and a really reasonable price compared to so much that's out there. And, you know, I think some reasonably priced boutique guitars, but if you kind of want that custom shop vibe without necessarily going the custom shop route, definitely definitely worth a few things out there you know offering a better and that's what they were they were just 
exact, you know, custom shops. They weren't trying to add their own touch on it. I mean, they were with the cozy model, but it was a, it was, it was just dead simple. Yeah, I think the cozy. I guess the best way to describe the cozy, a bit like a Novo in some ways, but they, they quite a few where they did like the double stacked um, telly neck single coils. I think they come from Cream Tea. I think they're called the Bangers and Mash. So oh, they had yeah. those in the neck. So Very quite nice. unique. Cream uh, Tea, are great. What a great pickup brand to go to go mm, with absolutely uh, they use all their own pickups apart from cream tea which they use for the humbuckers in quite a few of their models yeah, yeah. um but yeah absolutely hands down are both of our picks of the show just a great guitar and well worth considering here at Guitar Nerds, we're massive fans of Stringjoy guitar strings, and you should be too. Stringjoy, if you don't know, are the world's first true string custom shop, but they also do a whole bunch of standard sets made to the same super high custom shop quality. And one of my favourite things about just how lovely Scott and the team are is the Stringjoy reward system, a bit like a Tesco club card, but cool. Every set of strings you buy earns you points. Each pack is worth a dollar in points, and you can save those virtual dollars and put them towards anything in the Stringjoy merchandise store, which, when you have a bucket of guitars and you're always restringing them, makes for a whole bunch of points and thus free merch. It's just a little thing they've set up to say thank you, but I think it's testament to just what a super bunch of people they are and how deserving they are of your string business. Stringjoy strings are available at stringjoy.com and at 400 plus dealers across the globe. If your local store doesn't stop Stringjoy yet? Ask them to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a brilliant, brilliant range of guitars. Dear listener, go and check out Kaufman Guitars. They're absolutely fantastic. Now let's uh, let's move on. Um, uh, I'm glad we did these categories, Matt, because we, we said we we would have just ended up talking up for an hour about Kaufman guitars. We'd have gone through everything on their website and, yeah, we and all the rest. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll leave you, dear listener, to do that in your own time. But do check them out; they're absolutely fantastic. Let's uh, shall we move directly on to best accessory? Yes, you happy with that best accessory? Absolutely. Now there were there were a lot of cool. I, I'm a sucker for an accessory at a guitar show because. It means I don't have to spend an awful lot of money and I can get something very cool and different and original. And uh, I think the thing that was new, interesting, unusual, I mean, I guess this is a thing that's existed for a while, but it, it was so well executed and so fantastic. It is, of course, the G7th Partial Capo. Um which was a G, the G7th boys. They're fantastic. They're a wonderful legends. team. They're absolute Simon legends. Simon and Tommy. Yeah, they were some of the first people I think we bumped into, Matt, wasn't it? When we turned up, I was I was so eager when we got there because my partner Emma came as well and I was so eager on the first night. We got there on the Thursday, um, which is the night before the show. And I, w- and I got us all exhibit passes. So I was like, we should go in so that we can have the exhibit of drinks because they do free drinks on a Thursday night. And so we went in and uh, they were up in the free beer bit. Um, pretty much the first people we saw, the wonderful G7th team. And uh, and they were showing off amongst other things, you know, their incredible range of capos for pretty much every situation you'd ever possibly be in. 
the partial capo, which is, um, I think they do, do they do a couple of variations of the partial capo? I think this is the only one they do. So a lot of people right. do partial capos, and I'm sure a lot of people have gone, why would I ever use a partial capo? Myself included, I don't even know how the conversation came up or why I asked the question, but I've, I've had a G7 capo for ages, and hands down the best capo i think you can buy because of the clamp system they use rather than spring loaded like some of the others you can adjust it better because you basically press it down on the strings and i I don't know how it came up but they the next day i went up and asked uh simon just said you know talk to me about partial capos because i've never used one and i i was like actually would i ever use one i don't really know and he sort of demoed it to me and that same demo is on the back of the packet, so I'll read it to you. And once he played it, I was like, oh, my God, this is great. So basically, <laughs> partial capo covers three strings. Yeah. But unlike a lot of other capos that tend to cover just the low strings, this can be flipped on either side of the neck. So capo two, three, and four to get an open G uh or to get open g intervals or three four and five for dad gad style tuning uh and still be able to use standard chords because actually you can fret behind it because obviously it only covers some of the strings it's not blocking off access to the other strings yeah it works on acoustic and electric and actually i've had it on my acoustic since i came back and it's just been it's just been wicked. It's been like, especially if you're on a guitar, using loads of pedals and coming up with big like sus chords or doing something different. I'm like, it's just, it's just a really cool way to be different without knowing too much theory. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Just be able to pick up and jam along and everything kind of sounds really nice. It's just, it's just great. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I, what I loved about it was I felt like it made me creative. So uh, what I did was I, I capoed on the uh, – um, I excluded the high E and then did the three after that of the high strings um, to create a tuning. And I did that on the second fret to create E, A, E, A, D flat, E as the as yeah. the tuning which was brilliant because it still left me the e and the a i think i ended up dropping the the low e down to a d as well and it that meant that i still had these two strings that could essentially provide me with like a basic bar chord um or a basic power chord and then i had all these I had just a, a a new interesting. Oh, I can sort of pick these and add uh, you know a couple of extra hammer-ons here and there, and it just mm-hmm. livens everything up. It was it was great just for being interesting and creative. I loved it. Yeah, I think everyone should go out and get one. Um, just if you want something different, doesn't cost you a lot of money, but just a really creative tool to have in your trick bag and to mess around with and if you're an ambient player like me really great for doing some sort of like as you say joe some sort of twiddly tappy stuff and creating some new sounds not a huge amount of money but just incredibly well built so g7th all the way for me yeah absolutely absolutely their capos are great the partial capo is well cool okay that's best accessory that was our favorite accessory dear listener next we're going to talk about best boutique so we want to talk about a few things in best boutique because it was impossible to pin them down to 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 one um i I guess guess we should also say that summit although all the brands are mixed up there is a boutique room yes which does kind of concentrate on 
the real top of the pile sort of best best boutique stuff yes yeah that has yeah that's that is of course where we always find mr nick huber um the legend the man such a nice guy such a wonderful legendary guy and um and of course you know every year despite the fact that he doesn't have a guitar on his stand for less than five thousand euros you know they they've all got sold signs on them by the last day i just couldn't believe i mean you know we've talked about nick huber before i own nick huber uh, I'm amazed. I've seen a couple come up secondhand, like how much money they go for secondhand because it's so difficult to get hold of. Yeah. Um, you know, they've really hold their value. But the the main ones he has, although he had a Huber, um, a Krautster, which is his kind of, I guess, his most plain, if you want to put it that way, uh, and a Surfmeister, which again tends to be sort of very similar, but hollow body with a Bigsby. The yeah. main stars of the show are things like um, the Orca, which is his kind of LP single cut. Um, that's, that's and then he also has things like, I think he had a dolphin there. Did he have a dolphin there? I can't remember. But basically, just did, yeah. super high-end stuff. But the Orca that he had there, I think was eight grand maybe, but it was like wow. full Brazilian rosewood fretboard. I mean, it's just like the most incredible fretboard you've ever seen i was like i don't even know if i'd want to play it it just to me his guitars knock prs private stock like out of the water in terms of the tops in terms of the colors in terms of the design i mean they are just impeccable absolutely impeccable and of course as i said he does a range so you can go for something a little bit more you know, I don't like to use the term plain, but the Krautster is kind of flat top, you know, humbucker, P90, uh, range of different woods, but kind of a little bit more plain in terms of colours. You don't tend to get flame ones, although they do flame maple necks. Um, but things like the um, the Orca 59 tend to be his kind of real, like, special ones, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the bass that he does uh the the right right bergen right bergen which they also i think they also do that in a guitar as well they do i yeah, think it's kind they of had a single one of those cut. there as well didn't they yeah yeah i think they did have a guitar version kind of a single cut 335 dear listener the mm. bass version has a big um soap bar pickup bang in the middle of the body it's actually a precision pickup hidden in a soap bar housing i seem to remember nick telling me but um yeah just a, a ridiculously very cool super cool guitar yeah, I think um, he had 12 guitars on his stand, and by the time we went there on Sunday, they had all sold, um, <laughs> which was just like, it's just crazy. But like you said, Joe, people go there because they know he's going to be there, and he's going to bring a couple of special things out there that you can't get from you know one of his yeah. you know fairly, I would say, fairly limited dealers. There aren't yeah. that many people out there um dealing in nick huber guitars the krautster is definitely the more common i'd imagine they probably do more than that i think he said they make 30 guitars a month right maybe something like that i mean that's more than i thought um but yeah just just absolutely i mean the tops the colors the woods used are just absolutely amazing some of the flame maple necks i was just absolutely blown away by i think the orca 59 they had on there was like yeah seven or eight grand and had a brazilian rosewood fretboard and an incredible like flame maple neck um 
just a brand that is worth checking out and trying to play at least once if you ever can because they are just incredible yeah uh, i think in the uk you've basically got guitar guitar do some world guitars and peach guitars um there's plenty of others um in various countries they don't really have a lot on their website they just have a kind of a few examples i think because every guitar is just totally unique yeah um yeah. there's nothing sort of specific i guess you can't say they don't always do this or they always do that i mean even mine which is a krautster in pink i think they were like that's the only one they've ever done even <laughs> really to this, wow even to this uh even to this date i was trying to find see if i had a picture of the spec somewhere on that but i've got so many pictures i can't even remember um millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. But yeah, absolutely fantastic brand and yeah. Nick's a really, really, really nice chap. And we said that next year we would try and go to the factory before yeah. the show as well. Yeah, it's not too could. far from Frankfurt, so we definitely should. We just need to go out we there should. a little bit early in order to tie that in. Now, a brand that is making inroads in the in the UK at the moment with a recent appearance on Anderton's TV, which I think he recorded just after Guitar Summit, the US brand, one of the few US brands over there. Um, I'm talking about Shabbat Guitars. Uh, the, I mean absolutely stunning fender style custom shops but dear listener the important thing is he does a snakehead telecaster the lion standard is available as a snakehead telecaster which is everything i want and also for what it's worth for custom shop prices certainly the prices of this show starting at like three thousand three hundred and fifty us dollars which is you know which is kind of good yeah, yeah i mean i i'm dear listen i am so aware we're talking about extremely high price guitars but you know that's a that's a kind of okay price considering well, well in comparison to the eight grand orca we were just talking about indeed indeed uh, these were in my opinion the ultimate in terms of 
Actually, I'd say really traditional, but they're kind of not because, like you say, they've got the lion model. So the lion is their T-type, but it's got the snake head, three-a-side headstock. And they do a, a, I think they do an STP, which is a single P90, a standard, which is single-single, a special, which is humbucker-humbucker. Then they also do a deluxe, which is um, kind of almost a half Let's Pull custom half Mm. Tele Deluxe. So you've got the four controls, um, ebony board binding, and then they also do a custom humbucker single. And they also do one, the GB, um, which is a bit more unique, which has kind of got the Charlie Christian in the neck and the single coil in the bridge. Very cool. Definitely their own twist on things. I mean, I spent a lot of time, I think we played the Lion Deluxe quite a lot. Um, yeah. starts at 3799 for your standard spec but again i just you know if you kind of want that style but you want it built by someone else and a single person who's maybe got a bit more in the kind of selection of woods and is sort of there working on your own guitar just them from start to finish definitely a brand worth looking at the attention um, to detail the quality of the 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 network especially i thought was was quite remarkable whilst kaufman are offering pretty much a similar thing to fender custom shop this is a step up from that this mm. is this is a blending of those classic looks those relic guitars with the sort of insane quality workmanship you expect from like prs and mm. nick huber that sort of thing the next were polished to uh, unbelievable perfection the woods were gorgeous he'd put like a you know just a gentle flamed neck on what was otherwise like a relic tee i love that he has his little touches like the plate he has his very much his own take on the telecaster scratch plate mm-hmm. um yeah they were they were felt amazing to play uh, we just had to play these ones acoustically didn't we i think well did i you, think did you play um, we did no we had to play them acoustically but what was interesting uh, was that you know just the podcast before this joe we were talking about colors yeah. i said my least favorite color <laughs> oh, was sunburst, sunburst and and he'd basically bought every um Every guitar, every guitar that he bought was Sunburst, and actually some of the only Sunburst guitars I've ever liked. Um, And (laughs) it did look really good as a set. So if you were really uh, well off, you absolutely could have bought an incredible set of uh, Sunburst guitars, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They were absolutely phenomenal. Now, um, another... um, uh, a slightly different brand that we saw there, Vincent Bases, Matt. Yeah, so we caught these right at the end of the last day that we were there <laughs> yeah. because they were in the top room, which is where the effects used to be. And that room actually had even more boutique stuff, but not the kind of, I don't want to put them down by by this comment, but not the kind of God-tier level, yeah. um, <laughs> super expensive 20,000 well we'll talk about it i'm sure at some point but yeah 96,000 euros i think was the most expensive guitar we saw there but just great well-built boutique guitars you know of a reasonable price but just something a bit a bit different but uh you actually played with them a bit joe so what was your i did so uh, so here's the thing vincent bases and sorry dear listen we'll we'll talk about bases for a minute have a couple of interesting things they have a zero fret which i'm a big fan of it just helps make your open notes sound a little bit more like your fretted notes And then instead of having a nut that the strings sit in, it has a kind of a string tree, a just straight bar string string tree, quite close 
to the top of the neck so it can use that zero fret uh, almost to to slightly balance off of but it's uh it was a really interesting take on doing that, and it felt very, very resonant. Um, I think a lot of that was partially to do with the fact that they honeycombed their bodies on the inside. So whilst these bases might look like Precisions and Mustangs, those were the two that we tried, Matt, they are in fact honeycombed on the inside to make them super lightweight, very resonant, but still have more of a solid body tone than you know that sort of honk that you get from... Uh, from hollow body bases the mustang especially was absolutely fantastic it was a shell pink mustang that they had with a i think it was a baked maple neck and flat wound string so it was right up my street uh, i really enjoyed it a lot and i thought they were just they were simple modern boutique guitars you know it was mm. just like i felt like vincent make guitars thinking about uh, a touring musician using it every night or a yeah. session player using it for every for every situation. I felt like that's how they designed. Whereas, you know, the 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 Shabbats are that they're, they're art pieces as much as they're guitars. But I don't know how many people are taking out Nick Hoobers on tours. You know, the, the, that's not what those brands are aiming for. They're aiming to make the the best, most poshest instrument they possibly can. This was like a good rugged touring instrument at a reasonable price for that sort of thing. I mean, I think they still were around 3,000 quid, but or sort of at least two and a half. Um, but they were really good, really simple. The guys were mm. lovely. I um, I loved their approach to the the body design as well. You know, that, um, that honeycomb base design is just such a cool idea. It relieves a lot of weight without yeah. taking a lot of the tone out of the base. Um and that the the Vincent Pony, as you say, is the the Mustang one, which they had in Shell Pink, was just damn, that was a cool guitar. Yeah, <laughs> uh just played great, great neck on it. And actually, I we didn't really play it. Definitely worth reaching out to them, checking out their Nova, which is their guitar. Right, I'd be yeah. super keen to try the guitar more. The Nova is their kind of own unique shape. There's got a T style uh pickup configuration, but the body is unlike anything else right. um so i'd definitely be keen on uh, on trying one of those at a future visit yes um but yeah that vincent true tone honeycomb idea is very cool as you said the zero threat very cool um two-part truss rod uh in a one-piece maple neck you know there's loads of great stuff in there that just make them really well thought out yeah. well-built guitars i just and feel like it's a bass i'd trust like night after night you know it was that sort of thing absolutely and you know they've got a range of real high-end um players out there going out and gigging them at the moment which you can see yeah. on their website as well so um yeah very very cool shame we saw them right at the end we didn't yeah. get a huge amount of time no. to um to spend with the, those guys but it was definitely um a brand worth checking out in the yeah future, and ch check them out dear listener it was, it was just to have a look at the honeycombing they explain that and have pictures of of, of how the wood looks underneath the the cap that they put on the bodies it's it's crazy it, it looks yeah. fantastic and it was extremely you'd never cool. tell it was there and and it no. certainly didn't affect i mean we didn't really plug them in but it never really affected in my opinion the kind of resonance of the instrument in any way no, um, no exactly. so yeah one to watch out for i think Definitely. Yes, absolutely. Now, a brand that you spent a bit of time with in the in the boutique 
uh, uh, department was Redbird. Um, Indeed, uh, you uh, you were you, you were. Well, I th- this this guitar I couldn't find on their website the one that you spent the most time with. I don't know if it was like a custom one-off thing that they were making. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I was um, I was doing the same. So I guess let's start off by a bit of an introduction to Redbird because I think you met them last time. I did. did I met, met them, them a- last year. Yeah, podcast listener Robin Smith had put me onto them. I think he's friends with them, or certainly when Robin had built his own guitar, I think he'd done it either either he was taught by them or he'd done it at their factory, something like that. I can't remember what the exact link yeah. was, Robin, but he'd said, go check them out. So I did last year, and I checked out their Gemini bass which was like a short scale telly bass almost mm-hmm. with a humbucker in the neck i loved it It was really cool they were cool retro but it was offset they're doing something i appreciate dear listener a lot of the brands we've spoken about so far a lot, a lot of them are just doing sort of f or gibson style bodies this was original it was still retro still relic still custom shoppy but but their own shapes their own ideas and uh, they were all really really good yeah, so Redbeard are a team of two, uh, Jan and Lucy, based out in the Czech Republic. Um, yeah, basically building custom guitars. I mean, Jan said it's been building his guitar since 2007. Um, but I, the thing I liked about these is they were very cool. They were very rustic, um, yeah. very different, but well thought out it wasn't like oh we've bolted a bunch uh, together a bunch of stuff and we've done it different and we're going to charge you loads of money it was kind of like how can i do something different how can i put my own stamp on and their whole booth had this kind of rustic vibe to it which i just really attracted me to the whole thing because they sort of built a workshop on their booth yeah um which I really, really love. Their guitars felt super unique. The guitar that I played felt really unique, but it, it just, was, I found it. It, it sounded the, great. It sounded amazing, very resonant. I loved the idea. It kind of reminded me of Tunatone a little bit, the one that, uh, the yes. one that you played. Yes, yeah, yeah. Just but because of the bridge and everything. But uh, the guitar, I found it. It's in their in stock section, dear listener, on their website on redbeardinstruments.cz. And it's the Gemini Mortar which was a single humbucker right in the neck gorgeous uh is that a, is it a maple it's a walnut um top like a light walnut top gorgeous angled sort of flowing taut guard and then like a floating brass saddle and tailpiece absolutely gorgeous super tasteful super premium gorgeous black binding on it um the neck was like a a very dark wood i don't know what it was like wenge or something like that Mm, mm. um but it 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 was in such uh opposition to the the light walnut of the Uh, the, the um, body i loved it the neck i remember now because we were talking about it he said oh do you like the feel of the neck because it's quite a fat profile it was made of a bog oak so mortar yeah so four thousand five hundred year old bog oak um which i believe came from I'm probably making this up now, but I'm sure he said came from like his village or his town or yeah. something. He said there was quite a personal connection to the the woods that he'd used, but very cool because it was that just that single neck pickup, and it had the kind of um, non-adjustable, almost oh. like that jazz style, yeah, floating bridge. It was just very 
very cool very um, cool and 20 2600 euros i think this that yeah that guitar and is. i like that on this door instead of buy now it just says i need this <laughs> it does <laughs> you know so I, I, you know it's like not even that um one other thing which I, they don't actually have i don't think they have on their website i'm just trying to click a couple of other links Oh, no, they do have it. Um, so they're basically, uh, it's under, so if you go to redbirdinstruments.cz, um, so obviously they make all their guitars, but what they also make um, is the G Mini under the, the I think, the brand Finch. Finch, yes. And they're basically a three-stringed mini hollow body acoustic um so great for kids you have super easy to play they're doing a range of colors including everyone's favorite uh shell pink Um, it's tuned in g it's it's uh it's a so so you've got like that a a great open sound you know when kids play a normal guitar and of course just strumming open on a normal guitar sounds rubbish Mm. and that's when you're a kid you're gonna be like oh well this sounds rubbish i don't want to do this Whereas this, perfect. You got G chord without even using your left hand. Brilliant. I'd yeah. be well like I'd be uh, in. I'd be like, yes, I'm gonna learn this. Um so yeah, very cool. They also make their own pickups. Um so they've got a range of different pickups, um, including a very cool one called the Bob. And the Bob is like a mini uh mini humbucker, like a firebird humbucker, but one small cutout with a gold foil thing underneath. Um so yeah, it's it's very very cool. Gold foil inspired pickups with a real vintage sound. Oh. So it's actually like yeah, single coil, but it's just just a really nice looking design. God, uh, I love this brand. I take like just looking back on their website and flicking through their stuff. It's all just so very very cool, dear listener. Mm, I would have, um, yeah, I would have loved that that guitar. Absolutely, just very different without being too quirky i think the problem is a lot of brands try and go down the very quirky look route which t- sometimes can make them kind of feel too different and this felt very familiar with a great sound while offering something a little bit different without being crazy money yeah you know and again i think that comes down to that kind of rustic feel and vibe good headstock design as well without being too weird and wonderful uh without being too much like the kind of classics um so yeah absolutely a rocking brand i think yeah absolutely Redbird. Redbird. do check them out dear listener now the last brand we're going to talk about on our boutique selection is a, another brand i'd spoke about last year a bit it is schwartz custom guitars they make absolutely stunning and i'm sorry dear listener i I see the trend that we're on here gibson style custom shop alternatives um for well probably slightly less money than a than a than a murphy labs gibson but they're definitely a premium priced brand Mm. um but everything they did was absolutely stunning they do an eb2 bass so that's the 335 style bass dear listener with uh a gorgeous i think it was a um I can't remember if it was a Bisonic pickup in the neck. I don't think it was by Bisonic. I can't remember who it was by. He did introduce me to the pickup brand, but I've forgotten. So it doesn't matter. But it was an incredibly cool, awesome, if you want that sort of bass. The problem is Gibson don't make them. They've never really done them again since the 60s. And if you want to get a 60s one, you've got two things there. The bridges on those 60s ones were pretty bad. 
Um, so you're going to have to do some changes. And also they go for buckets and buckets of money. Mm. So this is a brilliant modern version of that. Exactly what Gibson Custom Shop should be doing, but aren't. So bass players, if you want something retro, that was extremely cool. But really, their Black Beauty Les Paul, their 60 mm-hmm. Style SG, their 335, they were incredible, incredible I, guitars. If I had money... Um, I would have bought three or four guitars from that stand because, yeah. as you say, I just think, to me, they almost just felt and looked more authentic yeah. <laughs> uh, than the brand that make the authentic one. Yeah. Um, they just they just had a vibe. They just emanated a, an aura of cool about them. Um, yeah. I was totally in. I think the, the Cardinal, which is their kind of 335, was it's just... That's, that's the one. It's just that, that was just It was just absolutely awesome. Absolutely yeah. awesome. I mean, they're, they call the St. Helens, they're sort of Les Paul ones. I did like um, the cutaway is the same, but they have a slightly sharper horn on some of the models. Um, the 54, as you said, Joe, is very, very cool. Um, I think they had a couple of gold tops there as well, but that 335 was an absolute standout. For it me. was amazing. Yeah. Not they cheap, were- definitely on the more expensive side of things. I think the Cardinals are. Um, they were five or six. I, I think, think they were five or six. Um, the guy, I forget his name. Uh, I think his name was actually Schwartz, wasn't it? Schwartz. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Jeff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he just makes them all by himself in a tiny village uh, in Germany. And he's just like, well, yeah, I'm going to charge that for it because that's what how long it took me and that's what it's worth. And I'm like, yeah. that's fair enough. Yeah, um, I think all the way down, actually, if I remember rightly, all the way down kind of near Nuremberg, uh, north of Munich, but very, very cool. Thought they were a great brand. Um, and again, Yes, it's a classic. It's a take on a classic, but done extremely well with a very high attention to detail. Exactly. Um, And that is almost, I feel like that statement sums up Guitar Summit and also just the state of European luthiers at the moment. Attention mm. to detail. They're just the quality coming out of mainland Europe and a lot of them from Germany was outstanding. You look at the spec, I'm just looking at the GT50, the St. Helens GT56, which arguably is one of the best Les Paul specs, two P90s. Just some of the specs here, you would think if you're going to get a Murphy aged, a Murphy Lab aged Les Paul, it's going to cost you maybe eight to 10 grand. So Honduran mahogany, so proper th- the mahogany you're going to use yeah. uh, with a vintage nitro finish which you can have dark or natural back and real bronze powder for the gold top you've then also got honduran mahogany for the neck with proper nitro finish you can have madagascan rosewood or brazilian rosewood with a true vintage bone nut um, and the original late 50s c-shape profile uh, including the um, standard traditional frets but you've got things like a dual action truss rod um obviously for kind of a little bit more of a modern design own custom pickups with true matched cts pots and mallory caps with fish 50s wiring so everything that you would expect with upgraded things like bridge hardtails and goto machine heads so all the kind of modern hardware that's going to make it a much more um 
usable. Give the, yeah, I'd say yeah. usable. Um, but yeah, just absolutely, absolutely cracking. Since 2010, Music Nomad Equipment Care has been making premium and innovative guitar care products used and trusted every day by top guitar repair shops, guitar makers and touring techs in over 50 countries. Pro quality but affordable Music Nomad is also the go-to for countless guitar players around the globe to help their guitars look, sound and play their best. Whether changing strings, setting up your guitar or detailing every inch of your gear, Music Nomad products are designed designed and engineered to be their best in class. From top to bottom, each product is so well thought out that it's clear their passion for guitar care is unmatched. With over 100 industry-leading products, it's hard to talk about them all, but some of the favorites are their 100% natural fretboard oil that cleans and conditions your fingerboard like no other, their guitar tech tool sets that can adjust just about anything on a guitar, string changing tools that make changing strings a breeze and actually Fun, and they demystified the guitar setup process by developing their new innovative Keep It Simple Setup, aka KISS for guitar setups. Their KISS precision gauge tool set comes with easy to follow instructions and many how-to videos anyone can follow to set up their guitar to play and sound great. And last but not least, their recent introduction of a game-changing fret care tool line which takes fret care to the next level. Make sure you check out what all the buzz is about around Music Nomad as they truly are redefining and raising the bar in equipment care. Learn more at musicnomadcare.com or follow them on social media with at Music Nomad Care. Fantastic. So there they were. That was Matt and my best of boutique from Guitar Summit, Shabbat Guitars, Vincent Basses, Redbird Instruments, Schwartz Custom and Nick Huber Guitars. They're all fantastic. Do go and check them out, dear listener. But I warn you, you'll have to have very deep pockets. Um, next up, Matt, we've got our picks. We're going to talk about the things that we personally loved the most. We agreed Kaufman Guitars blew both of our minds away. We had no choice but to give them best in show. But we've got picks which partially, actually for you, Matt, revolve around a lot of purchases that you made. Because you bought a lot of stuff. Yes. Uh, well, you know, couldn't help myself. I guess um, I'll go through my my bits first, I guess, and then we'll move on to yours. Should we, Joe, or do you sure. want to do one and one? Let's do one and one. One and one. All You'll right, be well, talking for a long old time otherwise. Uh, let's let's go, let's stick with Kaufman or go back to Kaufman, shall I say, because um, this one will be fairly quick. So they, they made their own pickups, as I mentioned, uh, and they had them in loaded pick guards. Um, so the first guitar I tried was the HSS Pink Sparkle, um, and the H was, as I said, a cream tea, but it had two of their 63s in there. Um, so I went back the next day and tried the um, standard 63 they had in shell pink um, oh. and was just absolutely blown away. One of the people that works there, I can't remember their name, was talking through the pickup wiring i think he was the owner talking through about uh, about the pickup wiring and the fact that what i didn't realize because i tried a different guitar first is that you had master volume master tone and then the the furthest tone control was actually a neck pickup blend oh it's such a good idea so it blended in the neck pickup in the different positions so it allowed you to have uh, neck and bridge or all three 
together um so very very cool also with built-in treble bleed as well if i remember uh it just sounded amazing and i was like you know what i love my paisley strat but i've never really liked the pickups i tried putting a monty's pickup just in the bridge because i thought the bridge was weak still never gelled the whole thing because the whole thing isn't really matched so i went right i'm gonna buy these pickups i'm gonna put them in the strat haven't got around to it yet. Need to get some new strings. But um, yeah, I bought a set of those pickups because they absolutely... There's so many pickups out there and we're always talking about different pickups, Joe, and pickup yeah. brands are There are plenty out, of great ones. And brands are reaching out to us. But I was like, I played these and I was like, you know, they were reasonably priced. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. So uh, so there we go. Kaufman 63 pickups. Highly recommended if you want some really, really good pickups. Yes, absolutely. Now, my first pick, a brand that we've mentioned briefly at the start of this, and a good friend of ours, I'm talking about Vuren Saku Guitars, with uh, Saku, who makes those uh, those incredible, wonderful offset guitars and basses, always filled with something interesting. The stands always great because you've got Grower Audio there and this year's Skipper's Amps as well and the cable, toaster cables. They've got the whole... Uh, they've got your whole, uh, you know, effects chain sorted from, yes, from the guitar to your yes, amplifier. You yes, can get yes. everything from those guys. But what they do is absolutely fantastic. They have the Ian Allison signature bass was there. And of course, we got to meet Ian Allison, also friend of the podcast who I've been working a lot with recently um, for Ashdown, Matt Parker, um, is uh, it, it also has a signature model with them. In fact, it, dear listener, it was Matt Parker that bought us that uh, joke book that I've been reading from at the start of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was... it. He always does interesting guitars. There's always something interesting to see. One of the guitars we got to see them at this time had a built-in reverb tank. Yeah, um, built-in spring reverb. Yeah. Absolutely bonkers. Kind of the wrong Absolutely place bonkers. in your chain for a spring reverb. But I guess if you don't use any pedals, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, or great if you want to run it all into to drive. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing I saw there, though, which as I was like, oh, this is cool. He's like, oh, it's already sold. He had a baritone, single P90 hardtail baritone that yeah. was like a purplish finish, but it was purple sparkle on the inside. So before he'd put the top on, he'd sprayed the whole thing purple sparkle, then put the top on. So just through the F-hole, you had this like purple sparkle finish. It was <laughs> absolutely mad. Um, just again, just great, great guitars and just a great man to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah, he's a wonderfully cool man. But other than the Ian Allison bass, that one of the other basses that I loved playing was based on his Mama bass um, shape, which is kind of a, a super offset, like Jaguary style thing, but with the most amount of German car view I've ever seen. And uh, this particular model was in a gorgeous green. It had like taut binding in the uh, in the carve, and it had a single soap bar pickup relatively close to the neck. And it, and it was short scale, and it just sounded fantastic. It was wonderful when I w- went to see him and Ian Allison doing their they, – they they were together doing their sort of seminar. And mm. the way that Saka was talking about how they approached the build and the sort of tones he was going for and how like Saku loves – you know, of course he loves a Fender bass tone, but why don't Fender do neck pickups? 
Because if you think about a precision, well, that pickup's in the middle. You think about a jazz pickup, well, the neck pickup on a jazz pickup's actually in the middle of the body. They're very, other than the telebase, they basically never put a pickup high on the neck. He loves that tone. So he was trying to deliver something that would give all those fendery vibes for Ian Allison, but also make the most out of slightly more intuitive pickup positioning. Mm. Um, and he was blending up, certainly in Ian Allison's bass, he was blending up. He had bass six switching on there, but then he went for like a 51-style neck profile and depth. It had kind of a Coronado bridge and tailpiece. Um, everything they do is really fantastic, interesting, different shapes, completely unique, very cool, but still retro relic guitars, and I think I'm definitely going to... I'm gonna have to commission one. I think. <laughs> yeah, so I if I if definitely it's one of those things. If I had the money, I'd I'd absolutely, I'd absolutely love to. I think the website is well designed. I love the way he does his booklets, um, yeah. which basically is like a is like an exploded version of all the parts that you can order. Uh, I mean, the guys built guitars for Billy Gibbons. I mean, it's just yeah, it's just a a great option if you want something different really well built totally customizable however you however you want it they will make it um yes. and it's always just great to hang out and see them there it's always great to hang out and see them there and yeah definitely definitely worth checking out absolutely um, absolutely so, yeah. so that was Vur and saku they were fantastic Matt Knight, your next thing. You're going to keep it on the same line. We'll keep it I'm, with that that little I'll family keep it the of same, <laughs> our same booth. So there is one product uh, that I've talked about a lot. Uh, one brand that we've we've always talked about on that same booth, which is our friend Sasha at Grouter Audio. Um, so great to see him there. And then as soon as I walked up to the booth, lo and behold, the one thing I've been asking. Him to for him to make since 2019 wow. since the last time we were there was his wah pedal still for me one of my favorite sounding wah pedals ever totally unique it's not trying to do a vox or a crybaby or anything differently uh and his big problem with the wah before was the fact that he basically couldn't get some someone to make the inductor the way he wanted it consistently uh which is now managed to fix and uh, yeah, so the Grouter or uh, uh, Wah, and I basically was like, well, I can't not buy one because I've been <laughs> waiting for this product for four years. Um, and it is by far the most unique Wah pedal out there. Um, so what's really interesting, first and foremost, about this Wah is that it works in reverse. <laughs> um, so rather than, I guess, as you push it down, it adds in all the highs, so it gets brighter or takes out all the lows, should I say. This works in reverse. You push it down, it does like a low sweep, so it's almost like low-pass filter. It's it's giving all that sort of low end back in. Um, but what's really interesting, because it uses um, all hand-selected and biased transistors and everything inside, you've got a switchable buffer on and off, but on the side, you've got an intensity control. And that is how intense the wah is. And you blend that with a three-way rotary that goes between dark, middle, and bright. You basically can go from an almost like synthesizer-type filter to a kind of more traditional 
Wow. I so it it's crazy like- how you were doing that, getting those. It was really what you were doing there, getting super synth tones. Yeah. And what's crazy is that you can actually, the whole thing can like oscillate as well and do some, some mad stuff. But in terms of, um, you know, he says it's based on the Clyde McCoy, but it's just a really, as they say on there, a dirty sounding wall pedal with slightly overdriven transistors. And that's what it is. It's just that and a fuzz and maybe a delay is like all you need but it's a really ultra wah filtered sound um and i'll just you know read here unlike the modern wah which filters most of the parts away from the original guitar frequencies um it's very vintage vocal sounding pedal with a switchable buffer to use with every pedal even with germanium fuzzes with an led for on or off um just if you're in the market for something different and you think you've tried all the wars because they all sound the same, you've not tried one of these. It's absolutely fantastic. You have had your snarling dog war for the longest time. I feel like that's been a real cornerstone of your pedal board, Matt. Mm. And this is actually, this is, have you, have you taken that off now and replaced I, it? With I haven't, I haven't had much time in the last right, of week. Um, but I did plug it in briefly, but I'm thinking about putting a whole new pedal board together, maybe just Ooh. for this. Wow. Um, because I, I kind of feel like it needs to have its own, uh, be its own star and its own pedal board potentially. And I've been looking for an excuse to build another pedal board. So <laughs> maybe I will, uh, I will use it on that, but, uh, yeah, I haven't had much time this week. Hence, so I haven't fitted the pickups either, but, um, sure. for me, uh, a pickup, a very welcome pickup because I've been waiting a very long time for this. I've mentioned it on the podcast several times. Um, so, yeah, really glad to finally have that one in the collection. Absolutely. Now, there was another pedal that you and me tried out that I actually got to try out on the affirmation Virensaku, the green bass. Um, and it was the Grouter Audio, the Jubilee Fuzz, which I'm, I don't think you can get anymore. He was only making, was he making 35 for a 30th? 35th so, anniversary of that's something. That's right. I think there might total. be a couple on his website, but yeah, right. apart from that, almost completely sold out. Which was, it was fantastic, dear listener. It was a, a simple vintage sounding fuzz that had a separate clean boost, not clean blend, clean boost rotary control on there. And then like a, a little toggle for adding or cutting bass, essentially. So it worked really well on a bass guitar as well as working well on a guitar. Just great, very gnarly tones and that clean boost just meant that you could still get definition and tonal clarity while still getting all those lovely weird sort of oscillating harmonic things that you get you know the things that you get on a good fuzz uh i I thought that pedal was really great Mm -hmm. yeah i yeah just great to see sasha again and great to see his stuff and uh yeah i'm so glad to finally have that wild pedal yeah, exactly. So I'll uh, I'll finish the uh, the that booth's area. We did visit the rest of the stand, dear listener. The rest of the show, rather. It, it wasn't just we didn't just spend our time there. Although the free beer that uh, that Sasha had did help. Um, the last one is Skipper's Amps, a new company to to for Matt and me, a company we hadn't seen before. My goodness, dear listener, you're going to love them. I've put a picture of this brand up on the Facebook group. I'm going to be posting. I've actually posted a little video, I think, of Matt demoing the wah through this amp with a Virinsaku on the Guitar Nerds Instagram. Check that out. I'll be posting a bunch more things about it, but do check them out. Skippersamps.com. Their tagline is no compromises, 
no nonsense. These are gorgeous, dead simple valve amps, super simplistic controls, um, lovely wood fascias, a nautical logo, and then the craziest um, woven fabric uh tolex covers that you've ever seen <laughs> on uh on all and everything's different they do they they're all different they're all interesting and different i think um i think the one that we had to play was the rnr disaster um i think that was the amplifier we were using in that that was the one that we booth. used but they also had i can't remember the name but they also had a really cool one outside of the booth that i didn't get unfortunately much chance to go back in and try but that's oh, a shame very very cool the other one they had i believe was the bass amp it was the bass or tour so i don't know i don't know if you'd have uh, played that one although it does say on the write-up for it that it sounds great for guitar as well because it's actually very much a recording bass amplifier 25 watts of tube power with a low power mode that goes down to seven watts but dead simple just gives you bass, treble, um, and a volume control and a presence control, I think, on the end, which is exactly what I want on a bass amplifier. But, uh, you know, we saw these amps, Matt, and, and we were like, oh, they were so cool. And they sound great. You know, they're just simple valvey amps, you know. They're not, like, doing anything crazy. They're just sounding good at being, like, a simple low-watch valve amp. And I love that about them. Like, let the other things do the complicated stuff. This just sounds good. It's just mm. a good sound. Um, but uh, we saw these, and, you know, judging by the finish on them, and uh, it was the Thunder Mother, Matt, it, wasn't it? The, the the Thunder Mother that you saw, maybe. Oh, it doesn't uh, matter. Doesn't matter. No, I can't. I don't know if it was. I will oh, try okay. and find okay. it. I'll oh, try okay. and find it. No worries. But um, anyway, I, you know, we saw these amps. We saw the way they looked, and I was like, these are going to be. I almost didn't even start to look at them because I was like, I know, I know what the price is going to be on these things. You know, <laughs> it's there's going to be ridiculous and amplifiers. You get a great amplifier for, you know, five hundred quid. I'm not, you know, this. I'm sure these are going to be too much, and they weren't. They were incredibly reasonably priced. Like it was like they were like twelve hundred and fifty euros for a head, which is less money than you pay for, a, you know, a a head by a standard brand. Mm. Less than you pay for a Victory. Yeah. Absolutely, I think yeah, really, really well built, really well built. The brand, the amp that I was looking at, Joe, was, was the Tornator uh, um, because it was their low gain amp with spring reverb. So you basically uh, had volume, bass, treble, and I think gain, and then on the back you had a line out uh, at two different decibel levels, and then a low power mode and a high power mode. It was very, very cool. Yes, yeah, so you had an internal dummy load for silent recording. And then a speaker out that gave you 3 dB of attenuation as well, which was quite cool. So you could crank it more, but had automatic, um, sort of an automatic attenuation, which was very, very cool. But yeah, really reasonably priced. That one was 1350 Right. Uh, I mean, there's not many amps that you can buy for that sort of money that are all hand-built and, cut, as you say, <laughs> come in those crazy custom finishes in fact some of the finishes I've got on the website i've just bought a chair in almost exactly the same finish <laughs> very, very cool and matt you're gonna have to make the pair make the set i know i know <laughs> i know absolutely but yeah it was just it was nice to see a different amp brand um again keeping it simple i think as they say on their website sort of no nonsense um but just yeah not crazy money no. not crazy money at all Really, really very cool. Um, now, Matt, what's uh, what's your last pick going to be? Another so, accessory? Yeah, sort of, sort of accessory. I guess it's a um, it's a 
it's a whole brand rather than one particular product although there's a couple of things i will point out but this brand i met back in 2019 um the chap's name i believe was also matt but i can't remember if i remember that correctly um is that just how you remember names if you can't remember, remember them names, you just call yes. them all matt just call them all matt uh, so this brand you may remember i picked up a expression pedal from them before which was basically uh, a click button with an expression pedal out and then two knobs that you can set a high and a low or two highs or wherever so you plug it into a pedal and it switches between those two oh, settings that's very cool. um and they're back in full force with a range of even more stuff and this pedal is looperverk um and my god did they blow us away with some incredibly well engineered and so intuitive designs. oh yeah. he's just so smart it's actually solutions to problems there's so much stuff there's not a solution to a real problem you yeah, know so but a, this really was a couple of things that um so I'll, I'll pull out a couple of things that i thought were really cool first thing his vertical desktop or amp top pedal board which comes in two sizes um so we've seen similar things i think is it um marcus deluxe who's made yeah. the wooden ones for us which are very very cool uh so these are slightly bigger for a range of more pedals they come in two sizes but they have a little cutout to go over your amp handle so you can put them on top of your amp so for example if you're <laughs> always running a reverb or a delay through the effects loop and you want hands-on control and you can't rest them on top of your amp because of the handle um you can do that but just really well engineered bit of um sort of uh, powder coated steel um just oh just so well built so well engineered and not crazy money 90 euros for the medium and i think uh 129 or 100 yeah 130 for the big one um so for me i, I loved that i thought that was fantastic uh, a great range of new ways to express yourself um so including the preset switch, which I talked about, uh, they also had mini expression pedal, which is just a giant knob. So it's easier to fit on your pedal board. Uh, they do a double version of that. And they also do a double slider version of that, yes. which is very, very cool. So we're seeing sliders become ever more popular. However, um, the one that I think really won out for me and you, Joe, was the arcade. So this is a, basically a joystick. Uh, so you've got four expression outputs so x and y and a and b so two expression outputs so you can x and y so you can imagine a joystick then allows you to have two expressions between maybe a delay and a reverb and you can control both of those and then a and b so you can use those as things like tap tempo or uh, you can configure them in different ways. So you can actually use it as things like a kill switch, for example. Um, so you can use it as a to mute the signal for a stuttering effect. So you can have a reverb in there, use the joystick, and then have a mute control as well. Very, very cool. Again, incredibly well built. Great look and design, and only 139 euros. Um, but... The main thing that he is sort of, I guess, becoming known for is patch boxes and pedal board design. So he actually had his first pedal board design there, and it's possibly one of the best engineered pedal boards I have ever seen. Yeah. Um, steel powder coated, 
totally modulus, three different modules that you can buy and you can put as many of them together as you want to create the biggest, most insane pedal board you want. Um, basically a kind of small one that sort of is slightly bigger than a wah pedal that fits to then a kind of mainframe one. And then you can get a latching um, hinged top to go on that they all snap together and screw together and he's come up with his own screw idea as well that allows you to unscrew any pedal and then screw this screw back into any so you do existing screw hole you do the opposite um the, the diagonal opposite screw holes on the back plate of any pedal you'd remove yep. those and pop in those little screws and then you can just detach the pedal absolutely genius yeah, so absolutely incredible design. Uh, works for pretty much 95% of the pedals out there. And then with that, you can then have a range of um, different patch boxes for different solutions um, as well. You know, I'm seriously considering just getting one of these as a kind of, uh, as a kind of new pedal board just because they were just so well built. They just look so cool. They made everything look amazing so um yeah looperverk is definitely a brand you want to check out for great expression if you want something a bit different certainly for someone like me with lots of different pedals um, but also for pedal board solutions as well it's very very cool yeah yeah super cool um i can't wait for these the pedal boards to become available because i think they're still he's still sort of working them all out isn't he at the moment i think so i think so um I think he'd just had them out there to demo, but they are definitely coming soon. And they were, again, I think, talking through some of the prices, very reasonably priced. I think they're going to start maybe 199 I think. Yeah. Um, no cases, but just the frames. But again, very cool. Yeah, very cool indeed. Now, the last thing I want to mention, uh, slightly more of a, a briefer mention because there's no specs available on these. Yeah, but I think, dear listener, you need to listen out for these. Uh, vintage guitars who actually next week we're going to be starting that <laughs> their very anticipated pro shop design uh, sort of, uh giveaway where matt and me will be giving you guys options to choose from each week and eventually we will end up on a uh, a team built designed guitar from you dear listener and matt and i and then vintage guitars are going to make it in their pro shop so and then I'm, I'm, we're going to give that guitar away so that's that's starting next week but we went over to see the awesome guys at vintage guitars because they are such lovely fellas um to see all about this new guitar range that's that's not quite there yet but they had a couple of models so not released yet but they had a couple of models there it's their revo series that they've done in conjunction with alan entwistle um who is the guy behind revelation guitars two companies two uh british companies that you know, essentially have made really great retro-styled affordable guitars. And the Revo guitars that we saw there were super cool and interesting and different. They were so retro, thick, hollow bodies, but in sort of small, weird, retro offset shapes with these great big Burns-esque soap bar pickups in them it, they just looked so different so unique and interesting and cool i really think everyone should we, we you know we got to play on one for a bit uh, admittedly you know acoustically dear listener so <laughs> it's the problem with this damn show is, is that I, well no, no you say end. it's a problem i think it's, we, we got to talk yeah, to people not not if not every brand or not every booth had a kind of easily accessible way to 
try stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But most did. But also, sometimes you just kind of want to look and feel and touch, really, don't you? Yes, exactly. But I am very much looking forward to Revo turning up sort of affordable, weird, retro guitars from this company. You know, watch this space, dear listener, is basically what I'm saying. Keep keep your eyes peeled. They're going to be great. But that does conclude my picks, Matt's picks. We've done Best of Boutique, Best Accessory, Best in Show. Whew. That's a whole bunch of stuff. Matt, that, that leads us on to the – that is a whole bunch of stuff. That leads us on to we've got the craziest things, we've got honourable mentions, and we've got tiny guitars as well. Yes, still listen, tiny guitars. Um, we've got all of those things to cover. So we're going to go straight into craziest guitars, and then we're probably going to finish craziest guitars. I think honourable mentions and tiny guitars are going to be concluded over on the Patreon. Do you think that's about right, Matt? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Maybe, yeah, we'll give you a little bit more of crazy guitars and then we'll go into everything we didn't cover uh, in the Patreon. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's start. Craziest guitars. First of all, top of the list, Matt. It's definitely top of actually was the craziest thing that we saw there. Um, I saw this guitar brand when I had uh, I'd had about two hours sleep. I think they were the first things that we'd seen on day two. I'd spent the bulk of the last three or four hours throwing up from seven Negronis and roughly seven beers <laughs> on the Friday night. So I did not feel great, but what a brilliant brand to make you feel good again. I'm talking about shark guitars, which you have to check out dear listener, sharkguitars.com. They're absolutely, I think we are going to need to do a good whole episode or Patreon episode on this brand, just because of how bonkers, this brand was but not bonkers in a way that you would never buy it but bonkers because of what they are achieving and what they're trying to achieve and what they're allowing people to do and bringing a whole new way of looking at things so yeah effectively they said two things one they're not trying to necessarily sell guitars although they do sell guitars but what they're trying to do is create new innovations that are painted that could then be offered to other manufacturers to build into their guitars. So Shark Guitars are an electric guitar company that have designed their own tremolo, their own effect system, their own pickup insert system, their own pickups. Uh, They also then have a completely customizable 3D designer where you can basically design any guitar you want in any shape with any neck profile. The guitar, the guitar necks are completely modular, so they snap on and off. Um, I just otherworldly in terms of the level they've gone into it. The uh, website is fantastic, dear listener, for, for the three D builder and everything. Just you know, if if you're uh, if your desk in your office doesn't face your boss or you've got, you know, a, a lunch break and nothing to do, sharkguitars.com. Spend your lunch break there building something cool. In, indeed. So I think the key things for me that I took away from this being very, very cool. Um, the interchangeable pickup system. Now, not the first company to offer an interchangeable pickup system. Uh, obviously, you know, um, um, Dan Armstrong, you know, had came with two pickups and you could slide it in and out. Well, we uh, were speaking about those uh, 
Oh, relish guitars. Relish guitars. Yeah, yeah. Recently. so relish guitars, but they are fixed. So relish, for example, you have to if you want a different pickup, you need to send it to relish, and they need to install it into their pickup system so you can install it in a in a relish guitar. Right. Where this, you can press a button uh, and the guitars pickups can pop in and out i've actually uh, uploaded a little video of ah, doing nice. exactly this yeah. to the guitar nerds facebook dear listener but you can actually install any pickup into their modular system yeah you just connect the wires into their system it's really easy to do and then you can drop the guitar in and out which i think is great because it opens up the system so much more than anything else um the second thing I thought was cool, I mean, the tremolo system was cool, the, the nut system was cool, the fact that you can swap bodies and necks out is very, very cool. And it's the a Floyd you- Rose, though, so you're set on it. <laughs> You've got, like, Floyd Roses. <laughs> True, but, I mean, they, they've they made it in a way that it would retrofit into basically any other guitar. Um, yeah. But I like the way they were doing the electronics as well. So the electronics and what they call the effects cards, um, the effects are actually designed by our friend over at Rock Fabric Effects, which is yeah. one of the first brands we ever reviewed. Yeah. But effectively, you can have two effects cards and a mini effects card um and you they just drop in and you can have delays boosts you know whole bunch of different stuff you've then got eight knobs on the back which are recessed into the guitar as well as um i think eight on the front which can all be reconfigured uh not only that the electronics drop-in system so this is all like one big thing that you imagine like the gibson rd system that you hollow out and then you drop into your guitar it also allows you to on each volume and tone control so volume master volume tone for bridge tone for neck you can actually use a series of dip switches to switch in different resistors (laughs) for each one (laughs) and in the tone control different capacitors so it really allows you to totally dial in how the guitar even responds to you know volume and tone control which is absolutely bonkers um they've really gone all out and like you say they're not thinking okay someone might buy a guitar and they've certainly done a few where it's got all of this in but also a system that they want to sell in to other brands to be able to offer as part of their their range as well so they were actually absolutely the craziest thing the effects cards that you could load into the guitar they were actually also working on they only had like a prototype version of it at the moment but they were working on like a uh, an actual effects pedal chassis as well so if you wanted to load some of those effects into a foot pedal as well you can do so you can choose which ones are on the floor and which ones are loaded into your guitar which is yeah it's um a crazy system and considering all of that comes in at i think you know if i'm looking at their website now in the shop um you know it starts at 3899 right so again you know considering some of the, you know i know it's not cheap but considering some of the other things that we've talked about um yeah totally totally bananas uh, definitely the craziest guitar there crazy body shapes crazy head headstocks totally customizable um yeah hands down the craziest thing at yeah. guitar summit it was indeed i loved it very much dear listener you have to go and check it out just just to see what you can create sharkguitars.com is uh is the website go and check that out 
Now, next up on our list, um, uh, a brand that uh, you spent a, a, a little bit more time with. You, you were playing their guitars whilst I was playing their basses. We're talking about On Guitars, O-N-Guitars. <laughs> if you visit their website, dear listener, on-guitars.com, the first thing you will see is their Pit Pit 251 bass in flamingo pink. Now, these are cool, short-scale, modern-style guitars, but modern retro. So, you know, it's like, got oh, that retro is shape, but then, you know, minimal looks, satin finishes, pop colors, uh, you know, no lacquered necks or anything like that. Um, the pickups are made from a recycled material, so they're all sort of got those fun flecks in them and stuff, and they match that on the knobs and the knob controls as well. They were just extraordinarily cool cute there was something about them that reminded me a bit of millimetric although they were yeah. very different it has that i don't know that sort of minimalist modern thing that's almost sort a of, bit like trent guitars as well again uh, just yeah yeah that kind sort of, of modern meets retro yeah definitely i don't want to say basic because that i don't want to put the guitar down but you know a little bit more plain than some of the other guitars that we saw there. But yeah, as you say, that kind of minimalistic vibe to it. Yeah. Um, but definitely had a millimetric kind of that almost square sort of thing to it, which was very, very cool. That pit pit was awesome. The pit pit was great. I really enjoyed playing the bass. Uh, it had flat ones on it. It was short scale. It was super comfortable to play. And other than the volume and a tone control, which you would expect, now it had two single coils and they also do a two bucking version. Um, the, the toggle, the pickup selector will do each of the singles individually, both together, or it will run them both in series. So you get that kind of humbuckery tone, which is very very useful so I'd, I'd love that attention to detail just giving you a little bit more out of the pickups so you get some real excellent tones and the uh um that that sort of last setting gave a real like mid bump uh that i i especially enjoyed um so just really great sounding i felt like i felt a bit joe darty on the uh on, on, <laughs> yeah. on the bass uh, yeah i know honest. what you mean it's, it's got um, that sort of sound to it but the the guitar that you were trying out was uh, was a little bit different though wasn't it you it was uh was it the fink that you were trying oh uh, no i think it was the star and wasn't it they was had it the star? star there i think so um but yeah they do two models the star and the fink the star is kind of like a really stubby flattened out strat if you imagine a squashed strat um as it were so it's just kind of really small uh horns a little bit more well-rounded same sort of design ethic as the base uh in a bunch of cool colors where the think is kind of like a mini offset with a like charlie christian uh pickup in the neck which i don't think they had one of those there i don't re- sure i don't remember seeing that one definitely Mm. the star seemed like the one there but again that millimetric vibe simple plain very cool um you know from what we could feel very well built uh and i like the fact that they were being ethical in terms of their design or certainly thinking about being as ethical as possible in their design with things like the um the pickups yeah yeah absolutely um yeah, this is just a really cool, different brand. If you want something, if you want something modern that's not all weird and modern, this is a, a very yeah. great uh, sort of minimalist um, kind of thing. And I, mean, I can imagine Hans Am's liking this. You know, and uh, I know he's he's got you know sort of fine, you know, perfectly 
retro guitars, but you know that minimal like pedal board and his setup that he's got with his yeah. desk and his and his speakers. I, I can see on guitars being his sort of vibe. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we put it under craziest because I think it's just a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but not as crazy as some of the other things, but very, very cool. Definitely a guitar brand worth checking out, especially if you like pastel colours. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Indeed. Now, we've got a bunch more stuff to do, Matt. Should we do one more and then call it? Yeah, let's do one more. Okay. You pick. I, I am going to pick. There's one that I definitely want to mention this side of the paywall, and uh, and it is Berg Guitars. Um, speaking about being ethical, Berg Guitars were um, a brand that we we stumbled across because they're – one of their models was just so unusual. And then we ended up talking to them and found out that they'd won all these awards in France for being like, a, uh, for being an ethical guitar manufacturer for thinking about all these things. They've got all this stuff, like everything's locally sourced. They don't use parts that they have to be transported over a certain distance. The loads of the materials are recycled. Woods are locally sourced. Everything's sort of made in-house, and they still manage to keep the prices down to around 2,500 euros for these custom-built guitars. And whilst they do, yes, they do a T and an S style guitar, but some of the shapes they do, their Le Feline, their Matisse, uh, and their Apogee uh, were three completely original, interesting shapes, especially the Feline was extraordinarily cool. But the Matisse, La Matisse, for, for just an original weird guitar, um, was, was remarkable because whilst it was a six string guitar, it had, um, the the high four strings dealt with on with a humbucker on the neck, but that humbucker is only the size to deal with four. And then your low two strings are bass strings. They have a bridge extension that goes down to the bottom of the body, and they are they have a a single precision pickup on its side that is uh, that's dealing up dealing with miking up those those two strings. It was absolutely brilliant and crazy and ridiculous. Yeah, I think. Um you know, again, I think this is crazy because people, not more people are doing this, but like you say, their ethical approach to doing as much as possible. And I think they've got, I can't remember what it was called, but a specific certificate awarded by the French government, which means they are reviewed by a independent third party body to make sure they are keeping up their ethical standards. Yeah. There's a big difference between saying you're ethical and actually allowing yourself to be reviewed by a third party company in France. So, so much of what they do. I mean, they're even saying that they, I think if I remember rightly, they recycle the CTS pots, the metal from various pots uh, obviously, the paints they use are trying to be as ethical as possible. Oh, that's right. It the was. Uh, I was works. asking if it was water based, and it wasn't water based. But they were. Yeah, they, it was something else that was absolutely not harmful to the environment. Yeah, and um, there was a bunch of stuff they were talking about. They're trying to do, you know, recycle the woods. They use French um, maple, French spruce, yeah. French walnut, and yeah, I think all the bodies is quartz horn. French they wanted spirits. to try and um, they wanted to try and work out a way that they could do the machine heads. Mm, that's know, right, because so they were using. Everyone was using. Who were they using? Everyone had them. There was a brand downstairs. 
No, was it Shallow? Because there was another brand downstairs that had hardware that we totally forgot to go and check out, but a few people mentioned it, and I can't right. remember the brand now. Okay. Um, but yeah, and they were constantly trying to develop new techniques to be ethically minded, which I thought was really cool. Really great. Really great. But yeah, this uh, this particular model, yeah, the E and the A are actually an octave down. They are in bass tuning. <laughs> it, well, that was very, very cool. That I yeah. mean, that was, again, very crazy, but also great to see um, a guitar brand tackle the ethical issue when it comes to guitar manufacturing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, and the feline, the other body shape, their weird sort of single cut junior-esque guitar, but there was something very art deco about it. These were completely unique. Like, I've never seen anything like this. They weren't a bit like something else. They were just their own thing. Yeah. Brilliantly cool. And so much, you know, you go over to the 50th guitar stand that day to have a conversation. You expect the luthiers to tell you about their story, which is in all honesty no different from the last luthier we saw not that they should be but you know this you get tired of the same story over and over again and and you see these weird guitars start talking to them and it's like oh this is the maddest story ever and and there's so much attention to detail from this brand so much beneath the surface um with them but berg guitars they are they were absolutely brilliant do go and check them out dear listener um I was trying to find their uh, Instagram handle actually, but uh, to to let you know because their their website. I found there were a couple of other Berg guitar brands, and it, it took me a little while. So uh, maybe worth finding Berg dot guitars. Um, guitar is spelt French, so with an ES on the end. Um, find them on Instagram. I noticed that Yvette Young's following them, so uh, they're <laughs> they're uh, they're on they're the up on the on the right track. Um, but yeah, they've uh, they were absolutely brilliant and a perfect brand for us to finish off this um the the main version of our guitar summit 2023 roundup we've done it best in show best accessories best of boutique matt's picks my picks some of the craziest so we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to be i'm going to tell you what we're going to go and talk about we're heading over to the patreon dear listener we're going to talk about the bass do you remember those like cello basses that i was trying out uh, last bass. year we're going to talk about them because matt had to go on those as well uh, i want to talk about uh carl's or carts grandma wire they were knitted um uh cables that's pretty weird i couldn't i can't find any information of them online so i don't know if maybe it was like an april fool's thing <laughs> I'm no, wondering. I, I, I'm sure they do exist, but uh, yeah. yeah, very strange. Very strange. We're going to talk about meta guitars, which were fantastic, the best, super coolest modern guitars I have ever seen, made by the loveliest team. We're going to talk about the crazy ninety-six thousand euro Ritter guitars that we saw, um, and then there's a bunch of other stuff: Surfy Bear, Spring Reverbs, the Harley Benton Tom DeLonge signature model, uh, Collision Devices Tars, named after the robot in to Stella, um, High Watt. Uh, we're going to talk about Mayonnaise and their tiny guitars. We're going to talk about the tiny pink Strat that Matt tried by Jet. And, uh, and oh, and you tried an Ibanez RG ukulele. I see you've added that one as well. Oh, yeah. 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 So Amazing. we'll try and get through that in, uh, well, 30 minutes. Will <laughs> it be possible? We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> 
We'll see. It will take as long as it takes. But thank you very much, dear listener, for listening to another episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. It's been great. We're going to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Do join us. You can join us there for as little as a dollar a month. If you go to that link, all the information will be there. We'll be back next week announcing the new Vintage Pro Shop giveaway. And you can learn all about how you can get involved and maybe be in with a chance to win a guitar that you co-design with us, which is going to be super cool. But until then, We'll see you then. I need to come up with a better thing there, don't I? Until <laughs> then, ner- nerd. I, I mean, I normally say we'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery, but I want a new one. Until then, Stick guitar. With the classics. Yeah, the, Stick yeah. with the classics. Yeah, it's done now. Bye. See ya. Thank you very much you wonderful people thank you especially to our ten dollar top tier patreon backers very soon some of you will be receiving your goodie bags but for now thank you very much to nicholas strong rocket rob patterson marcus deluxe suresh dorsonic pickups rob witherden chris franklin anton fryant russ Meehan, barry gresbick steve davis daniel walker john conaway russell healing yogi the guitarist ty allen kyle harris sean hughes andy huffler eric hemmer jeffrey wax dan pilver brian einsler dylan griffiths mark is kadawaki eric file peter pesche andy manley joe puttick blake wyland phil radomski Dave Lee, Ross Edwards, Jason Wharton, James Dore, Jake Gray, Derek Rich, Scott Kennedy, Steve Merkel, Abe Matthews, Christopher Losef, Stephen Burke, Robin Smith, Kytopia the Band, JD Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Rob Nordvik, Scott O'Brien, and Moog Gravitt. <laughs>